Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Codswallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking codswallop. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Codswallop, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. I am Gemma, and this week there's no James, and <laughs> our guest that we have may not get this yet, but I will explain. He's tending to his glory holes at the moment, so our James. So a wonderful guest has stepped in to help out and fill his shoes, and well, it's metaphorical shoes anyway. He's here from the Ralph Report and probably many other projects that we'll find out about. His name is Mr. Steve Ashton. Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, thanks, Gemma. So a few questions immediately come to okay. mind. So what the hell are you talking about with Glory Hells? What is that? <laughs> Basically, it was something that we made up um, that every time that James is off, <laughs> he's always looking after his glo- Glory Hells that he's made in his house. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's sandpapering them. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a regular, a regular joke. When one of us is off, we've all got like silly things that we're, uh, what right. we're doing. Yes. <laughs> and you've attributed James to inserting his penis in a hole in a some kind of um, makeshift toilet cubicle or something. That's that's what you that's what you attribute to James. Is yeah, it? pretty much. Yeah, but he he's so posh that you know he's got a room for it within his house. So James is posh, isn't well, he? Well, he sounds kind of posh sometimes, you know. You, where is he? Where does a couple of questions there? So, where is James from? He's a northerner, though, isn't he? He's from he's from the north. Of England. Yeah, he's from North Yorkshire. Yeah. Okay, they're not posh in North Yorkshire. It depends on whereabouts in North. There are some parts uh, of North Yorkshire where they do have an inside toilet um, <laughs> that will be considered will be considered posh. <laughs> well, he has two inside toilets, so... <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Okay. He must be landed gentry then. He must come from old money in that case. Yep. Another question I've got about James. His, his handle, is he a professional wrestler? No. Okay. Because he has a moniker very similar to a professional wrestler, right? So James is James the Voice Stafford? Yeah, Stafford, yep. James in, and in inverted commas the voice. So it's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson or or Rick Nature Boy Flair or whatever. It's like Sean the Heartbreak Kid Michaels. <laughs> so that's what led me to believe maybe he's actually a professional wrestler on the side. No, no, he isn't. But what he is, um, it, sorry, should I say what he can do is um, you can do like voice impressions and things like that it's not quite to sort of ralph garman standard and and i'm not insulting james by saying that you know it's he would also say the same but he is very good at the ones he can do he's very good and he also does a lot of like speaking for like adverts and stuff like that but for like 
friends projects and things okay. but yeah so so do can you do any impressions Jim? uh not really i can do a welsh accent i can <laughs> <laughs> come on then well, you cheeky fucker oh, that was it yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah I pretty much just did it I don't know why you, you want me to do any more of a Welsh accent I'm pretty much covered in it I think you need to do a little work on that maybe <laughs> I'm, not saying that. I'm not saying that I can do I can do it but uh, I'd imagine being in a part of the country that you are you'd come across um People trying to escape Wales. I mean, pe- people from, from people from Wales. Yeah, well, my dad was Welsh, <laughs> so. Oh, okay. But you know, Sweet he job. did obviously escape Wales to come to Weymouth. So, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he was he was part of the underground railroad. He was yes, actually, yeah, he was what he was part of the navy. <laughs> Okay, so he sailed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but also, he was from North Wales, so like the Liverpool side. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Anglesey, sort of up that kind of way, right? So, I spent, yeah. I spent a, a vacation, vacation. I'm so used to talking to Americans. Yeah. <laughs> I spent, I spent some, I spent a brief holiday in Anglesey with my grandmother yeah. and my cousins and myself and, uh, and my sister. And we wound my grandmother up so much that we left early. We left after two days. <laughs> we were supposed to be there for five. And she got so pissed off with us because my sister and I were older. And my dad didn't get on with my gran- with my, his mother-in-law. Yeah. Um, and he used to call her Granny Grunt, which is rhyming slang. Okay. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and uh, we didn't know this. So we kept calling her Granny Grunt. And she knew. So we'd be bouncing on the bed going, Granny Grunt, Granny Grunt. <laughs> um, and it used to wind her up. Um, um, obviously, because of your kids, when you get a reaction, you keep doing it the more, right? So she'd get all upset with us. And we'd be jumping on the bed going, Granny Grunt. And then she basically packed us all up. We had to get on the train and go home. <laughs> <laughs> I sojourn into uh, North Wales. Hold very bad memories for me, my horrible old grandmother. Oh dear! <laughs> so she was a granny grunt, then was she? She really was an absolute hundred yeah. percent car- card carrying twenty four carat granny grunt. <laughs> I, I quite like that term. I don't. I don't necessarily like the word that it's uh, we're referring yeah. to, but yeah, yeah, granny grunt. I quite like that. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, now my family are from. Uh, trying to think now. It's well, it's Cl- it's Flintshire. Okay. Yeah, so it's near Clandidno. Oh, okay. Yeah. You mean Clandidno? Clandidno. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least I didn't say Landidno, because otherwise they would have frowned oh, upon no. me. <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, that was always fun holidays. You know, going back, uh, going when I was a kid, sort of thing, going up north. Um, but my dad was one of um, one of six children. One of six. What? One of six children. Okay. Sorry. So right. uh, yeah, there's so many cousins and so many sort of well, not so many aunties and uncles, but you know, there's so many cousins up there. It's ridiculous to keep Welsh up. cousins. Yeah, because yeah, there's not much to do in Wales other than nope. make children. Really <laughs> glad you didn't go with the obvious. No. <laughs> No, there's no, there really isn't much to do. Um, there's a lot of sheep around, obviously. Yes. And uh, <laughs> now I'm, t- I'm joshing because I know um, our good, our mutual friend Owen mm-hmm. uh, Edmonds. Uh, I always rib him about the Welsh, but I love the Welsh. Yeah, me too. Yeah. In fact, I like most Celts. I like the Irish. My granddad, my granddad on my 
mother's side was Irish and my grandmother on my mum's side was um, Scottish. So I've come from good Celtic stock. Yes, you have. Yeah. Well, I always like to joke that, yeah, I'm going to say about being a Welsh sheepshagger now, but just only because it's the funny part of it really is that my dad was Welsh and my mum was from Essex. So I was always destined to be a, a sheepshagging whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! And has has that come to pass? No. I, well, I won't ask. I don't, I, no, sadly I'm not. not sure if you quite. I'm not sure if you quite got the equipment for the first bit, but um, I'll take your I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I haven't got the equipment, unfortunately, unless I get like no. a strap on or something. Okay, let's move on. So, what have you been? What have? So, are you? What's happening with your work? Are you furloughed and stuff, or are you going into work? What's been happening with you? No, I'm still working, but I'm working from home. And, um, yeah, so it's just like a little setup in the, in the corner of the flat that I'm in, basically. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely love working from home, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah, me too. I mean, I, yeah, sorry, no, sorry. I was just going to say because I'm, I'm kind of like a introvert, you know, like I'm pretty outgoing in some ways, but when it comes to like work and things, I'm quite an introvert. So yeah. I quite like just getting on with my own job. Um, I've got email access, so I can always just email somebody to say, if you, uh, you know, if you need a hand, give me a shout, you know, or whatever. But yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm really enjoying it. If it stayed like this, then it would be perfect, really, for me. So I've been home based uh, from my job. So they started closing down because I work for a big American company that are based. There's a few, there's a few, mainly in London, but also on the South coast as well. Yeah. Um, and they were looking to save a lot of money because they had a lot of um, property and offices in London. And that's where I was based. Mm-hmm. And they just wanted to close a lot of those down and consolidate them into just one building. So what it meant was people who didn't physically need to be in the office, uh, they were sort of hot desking. And then it was like for anyone who doesn't really need to even hot desk or really come in that much, they could go and work from home. So for the last eight years, I've been home based. So this whole, you know, being in isolation, all that sort of stuff for me is not made a huge difference at all other than you know not being able to go and travel which i do i mean i do i did regularly up until you know this debacle so i was going to mexico and india and australia and and the states three or four times a year so i kind of if you just said to me before would you miss traveling say fucking absolutely not no because it's such a bore like um uh because i don't ever get to do anything interesting it's literally it's a taxi it's an airport it's a plane it's a taxi it's a hotel it's an office that's it they don't get to do or see anything yeah um it's not a holiday is it no exactly just massively jet lagged both you know both ends and i just about get into a rhythm when i get there and then it's time to come back and then i'm screwed for another three or four days so but i kind of i do miss just going out, particularly oh, going out. To you cut out privacy. a little bit there. Um, sorry, you cut out a little bit sorry. there. No, it's okay. Yeah, the, th- the thing I miss is going out to the states and because um, and going seeing Ralph and Carrie and Eddie and doing shows and just hanging out with those guys and just um, you know uh, being there and it really feeds me. So not being able to do that has been a real uh, I, I, it's been a real miss for me. Yeah, I can imagine. And yeah, when when you said on the. Um, uh the cocktail hour on the ralph report you know you said uh that you went out and brought a bike and then the gyms gyms were opening <laughs> the day after I know. <laughs> but the thing is i don't i can't do a stationary bike i get so bored from that i just get just sitting there i can't, I can't do it so it's actually been really good so what i'll do because i don't i'm not a big i'm, I'm dreadfully sleeping well i'm great at sleeping um it's just not at the times when i should be sleeping yeah. so like about this time of night, normally I'm really kind of dropping off. I really have to, you know, make sure I'm sort of staying awake and 
you know, um, keep him busy. Otherwise I'll just sit on the couch and I'll fall asleep. Um, so I'll typically wake up about four o'clock in the morning. So what I've been doing is going out on the bike and then for a couple of hours and then coming back and then I'll go to the gym later on in the daytime. So I'm actually, I am getting some use out of it, but I am now officially a cyclist, Gemma. Oh, that's good. You got your um, cross code or whatever it's called. Me um, cycling proficiency. That's test. the one. Sorry, I've I, never ridden. A, I did that. I've never ridden a bike, so I I don't know the exact terms. But yeah, never ridden a bike. No, I mean not even when you're a little. Oh, well, yeah, with um with the is it stabilizers? Yeah, yeah. I've driven uh, driven <laughs> ridden one with stabilizers on, but I've never ridden a proper bike. How come? Is well, that, I think is that. I just think we should call Childline because my I was so neglected as a child. <laughs> oh, bless you! <laughs> hey, it's never too late. So the thing I've noticed, right, is there's this weird um, <clears throat> like hierarchy. So <clears throat> I mentioned this the other day on the on the last cocktail hour, but um, when um, when you're out on a bike, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's like a little hierarchy. So if so, I've got like a proper road bike, you know, with the curly handlebars yep. and all that. And you see a lot of people going out there, not with a proper kit on, you know, just in, in you know, just as normal as I normally would have done, just in shorts and a t-shirt on a mountain bike, no helmet, and they're going out on a bike ride. Yeah, fair enough. You fill your boots, and I notice that. Um, and I've done that before, but I've noticed I've got my proper bike now because I'm trying to, you know, do a lot of miles and stuff. I don't want to be on a mountain bike on a road. Um, so I bought a helmet and I got the cycling shorts because I don't want to, uh, with this padded on my backside because I don't want to get a sore bum. Yeah. So I've got all that. So I've got all the gear, not expensive. So I got all real basic stuff. Um, and I noticed when I drive past, so I ride past other cyclists who are also got all the gear. And by the way, I don't wear all really big garish colors or stuff that has like, he's got sponsorship. Like I'm like, I'm, you know, um, Chris Hoy or whatever. Mine is all plain black. So it's plain black top, plain black helmet, shorts and everything, but they nod to you. So a bit like, um, uh, uh, mini drivers and Volkswagen Beetle drivers, yeah. they nod to each other. You'll flash their lights when they see each other. Yeah. And that's what happens. But what I've noticed is there was a guy in front of me um, the other day who was on a mountain bike and the guy who was on the proper racing bike like me, he didn't nod to the mountain bike guy, but he nodded to me. <gasps> so, I mean, that is segregation. Oh, yeah, it is definitely. No way. There's a hierarchy and snobbery associated with it because he obviously identified me as a proper cyclist, but the guy on the mountain bike, not so much. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's definitely it. (laughs) Have you been um, hanging on people's um, um, God, what's wrong with my brain this morning? Uh, This morning. There we go. That's probably what's wrong with it. (laughs) It's the evening. (laughs) Have you been uh, hanging on the side of cars and things like that? You know, as a real no. Londoner, a Londoner, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm up and out um, very early in the morning, just as dawn breaks, um, just because there's not so many cars around and yeah. stuff. Because what I've le- what I've also learned is um, people who drive cars are wankers. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the not on the whole, but there are some people who, you know, I'm I'm minding my own business and the people beeping me and stuff like that. I'm going, what the fuck? I'm not doing anything, you know. Um, so that winds me up and I was indicated, I was sort of, I put my arm out to, to turn right into my sort of courtyard bit where the, my flat is. Yeah. And, um, and some guy cut me up, slowed down and started shouting at me and beeping at me. But I was, I had the right of way. I'm a fucking road user too, you arrogant BMW driving prick. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I just, I've just realized that, that motorists can be assholes to cyclists and I won't be. 
And I never have been, but I really will especially not be because some people are just arseholes. Yeah, you're quite right. And that's like the basis of this podcast, really. So um, basically, right. it's not, not necessarily just people, but um, yeah, we like to just have a good old moan and get it out of our system, but have, you know, like have a laugh while we're doing it as well. You know, so that's a good thing. So so what's so are you do you are you a driver are you a motorist i am yes so um what's your attitude towards cyclists then are they a pain in the bum and you don't need to you don't need to say no they're not they're great because you know i've just said i'm a cyclist and been complaining about motorists but <laughs> what's your uh, take on it no i no i do respect i do respect them um and i'm not just saying that again not for the same you know for the reason that you're here or whatever no but <clears throat> I mean, sometimes when they, yeah, I mean, it's when it's a young kid going down the road doing a wheelie kind of thing. You just want to sort of almost knock them yeah. off the road because they are so yeah. irritating. But proper cyclists, yeah, yeah I yeah. give them, I give them a wide berth. I always make sure I slow down so that you know to make sure that they're safe as well because they've only got a bit of material to save them. I've got an entire car, you know. Yeah, exactly. So. And the thing that wind, the thing that does wind me up though, as as a motorist about cyclists, is when they're riding on a on a narrow road to abreast. That fucking drives yeah. me. Get in single file. You don't need to be chatting. If you want to chat, stop and have a chat. Don't be chatting, um, single. You know, on a single lane. You know, a road or double. You know what I mean? Yeah. On, on not multi whatever, um, and being like two abreast. Fucking get in line. Yeah, yeah, that is quite irritating when people do that as well, but. I, I don't think I see it that often, so that's probably no. yeah, it didn't really spring to mind that one. But yeah, I'm the same with um, it's kind of separate in a way, but I'm the same with horses. You know, when you've right. got somebody riding a horse, I I go ridiculously slow. I turn my radio down yeah. or off. Um, yeah. You know, because I, I like to listen to my musical podcast, list uh, you know, quite loudly. Yeah. But that horse doesn't need to know that. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, and you know, just just crawl alongside them basically as long as it's not a not a bend coming up because you know i'm countryside yeah. so it's uh that's right yeah, yeah who are <laughs> you don't want to go in the back of a combine nerves do you, you no i don't <laughs> or, or worse I, the other thing i've noticed and i noticed this a little <laughs> while ago right uh, before i became a cyclist um which is Whenever I see couples, right, a man and a woman out on their bikes, and I meant, again mentioned this on the cocktail strip thing the other day, when you see, like, a, the man is always at the front and the lady's always in the at the back, right? Yeah. So I don't understand why that is. The second thing is, <clears throat> I always assume that it's it's the lady is doing that under duress in some way, right? Because I don't see you never. I've I've never seen just a group of women out cycling. I've seen like groups of people with, of, you know, mixed sexes out cycling, but I've never seen a group of female cyclists out on the road. So that leads me to believe what's happened is she's gone. Oh, you're always out the weekend on that bloody bike. And he goes, you know, you, you why don't you get a bike? Um, and you know, you come out with me thinking she'll go, oh, no, I don't want to. And he's gone, how oh, well, you know, I'm still going to go out on my bike, but no, she's called his bluff and gone. Yeah, all right, then. I'm going to get a bike. And he's gone, oh, shit. Now I've got to go out with her as well. So I can't escape. I can't go and just you know, escape because I actually only go down the road and then go to the pub and then have a couple of beers, you know, have some mints and then go home. You know, they're not able to get away with it. So now they have to actually go out and bike ride with their partners. And she's going, yeah, yeah, you motherfucker. Anyway, that's why I just assume. I think... Well, maybe I've got... 
I've got a little faith in the human spirit, maybe. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It's quite funny, actually, when you sit and actually think about it, because, like, until you said that like, I've never seen a group of women going out on a bike, I was like, actually, neither have I. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ralph said this in response to that. He said, less it's in a female hygiene products commercial. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Where they're quite literally road testing their you know, <laughs> products. Yes. <laughs> the hoo-ha. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, welcome to Talking Cycling with uh, Gemma Williams and uh, Steve Ashton. <laughs> That's all right. That's fine. Uh, to be honest, this is a podcast where you can sidetrack all the way. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, we, well, I've planned a little bit, but, you know, with regards, it's more of like a backup than uh, anything else. But normally, if it was just me and James, we'd just be flying at the seat of our pants, basically. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's how it works for us. So, it's the best way that, you know, the, stupid garbage that comes out of my mouth usually so <laughs> right. oh, and the stupid garbage which presumably goes into his mouth through his glory holes at home maybe i know <laughs> so let me ask you then what have you have you been what have you been binging on anything re-watching stuff for the last you know couple of months or anything that's you've been uh, really got got back into or got into um on tv well recently i mean we re-watched um or should i say i re-watched um breaking bad which okay. is have you seen breaking bad oh yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah it's an amazing series um it's the second rewatch for me and i right. just we just kind of sat down and really wanted to sort of watch it and you know get our teeth into it as well but there was do you like zombie programs yeah uh, like what no uh, yeah um because on netflix at the moment i have talked about it on the show but on netflix there is a tv um sorry there's a tv program that is basically they're korean zombies and it's dubbed in english but it is dubbed right. so perfectly that you can almost like forget that it's dubbed and i think they're the worst kind of zombies korean zombies mm, they're fast zombies and it's you know I mean? really annoying i yeah right. it's like george a romario zombies zombies are the ones for me you know the, the right. slow slow ones the slow ones that you know could probably catch up with a pensioner you know kind of thing <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was called um, Kingdom. And okay. yes, yeah, so just Kingdom, not the or anything else in front of it. But mm -hmm. yeah, really, really good. It was like proper, it kept you on the edge of your seat sort of thing. And what's that on Netflix, is it? That's on Netflix, yeah. Have you seen Norseman? Did you, have you been up to date with that? I haven't, no. I haven't seen that. It's what's that one? Really good. So Norseman is a. So you so you know the way like in the Monty Python movie, well, Life of Brian and uh, Holy Grail. Yeah. It's kind of they're using sort of everyday normal kind of language in the way they speak and the phraseology and stuff like that. Um, and uh, but it's set obviously in ancient times. It's kind of similar to that. Um, it's set in. It's actually based in Norway, out of Norway. It's a series of. They're basically Vikings, but the most hopeless Vikings. Well, but everyone is. It's not like they're just a one band of hopeless Vikings. Yeah. Um, no one seems to know what they're doing, um, and uh, it's like that. Um, so it's set in Norway. Uh, it's it's uh, so it is Norwegian. They're all Norwegian actors, but it's uh, they do it in English. They speak English, and then apparently what they did when they're filming it is they filmed it then immediately the same scenes in Norwegian. Um, oh, wow. so the, so the, yeah, so the actors have, you know, they're obviously bi bilingual, um, and it's just the most funny thing. It's, it's like all of the stupid, uh, it's a bit like, um, is it plebs? Oh yeah. It's a bit like that, you know, kind of like, 
uh, just regular, regular sort of speech and the way that they talk, but it's uh, against this like historical setting. It is hilarious. <laughs> have a look at the, um, yeah, have a look at the trailer. It's really good. It's kind of got that Monty Python-ish kind of thing and a little bit of that sort of fly on the wall-ish element of the office-ish kind of thing. Okay. It's kind of quite British sort of humor. Um, Ralph turned me onto it and it just, it's the fun. It's so funny. It's really good. Where can you find that? It's on Netflix. On Netflix as well. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's called Norseman. Yeah, Norseman. Really okay. Good. Well, brilliant. I'll, uh, I'll definitely give that a watch. I think, yeah, we're kind of at a stage where we keep re-watching things, but we're not, um, yeah. we're not finding anything new to watch at the moment. So, so let, let me ask you then, on, when you're watch, re-watching stuff, like, so when I re-watch Breaking Bad or if I'm re-watching something like Sopranos or whatever, do, are there bits that you fast forward? Can I tell you the reason I say that? It's because anytime Marie and Skylar are on the screen together, I just fast forward right through that shit because <laughs> I can't bear either of them. <laughs> no, I, no, I just, we just sit and watch it. So no, I've never, right. I've never fast forward through anything, <laughs> but right. yeah, no, I can understand, I can understand that. I mean, the Skylar is probably better. I'd say. Yeah. Than yeah. Marie. Yeah. I, can't, I just can't bear Marie. She just drives me insane. <laughs> um, only because she reminds me of my ex, but, um, not just because of that, but mainly because of that. <laughs> to be um, fair, I don't, I don't like Harry Potter because it reminds me of my first boyfriend. So, <laughs> why? Because he had, because he had glasses and a scar. <laughs> he actually looks like he actually looked like. Uh, well, he's still, he's still alive. So he, um, it, yeah, he looked like Daniel Radcliffe. Oh my oh. god, he's got, has he got a big mouth like an open piano? Yeah, I think so. E-book. I've tried to block his, um, him from my memory. To be honest. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm sorry, bringing up that <laughs> no. stuff. So did he have, did he have thick round glasses too? Yeah. And was, and was a fucking shit actor like Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, I hate Daniel Radcliffe. Literally, I like, can't, I can't him. stand him one bit. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, it's like when you do your D Rad. Um, Oh, sorry. Right, no, yeah. sorry. You didn't do them, did you? <laughs> you yeah, found no, when them. I when I got hold of those tapes. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brad. Um, because that because I what, what is it about him you don't like? Um, I don't. I really don't know. There's like there's a couple of people like that in the sort of celebrity eye that I I don't know why I don't like them, but there's right. something about them that I really don't like. It's almost like it's like. Uh, Chris Martin from Coldplay I really can't stand him again yeah. I don't know why um, I mean yeah. I don't like Coldplay anyway their music is a bit too insipid yeah but suicidal is what I was going to say but yeah right. um, so yeah not really my kind of thing but it's yeah I, I really don't know but I think we've alright who else who else drives your mother who else don't you like I'm trying to think now I know those are two contenders um, right. Yeah, we'll just go with those two at the at the moment. I think. Oh, James right. Corden, of course, as well. Corden. <laughs> yeah. <Fucking> Corden. yeah. <laughs> but with regards to actually Harry Potter the films as well, so I don't know if this may be where my distaste for like Daniel Rad- Radcliffe came from, but I never liked Harry Potter. Like it was almost like he was a oh, where was me? I've been through trauma la 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 i'm the hero i'm going to rescue everybody but everyone forgot about you know the other two that <laughs> well to be fair his parents had been murdered yeah. by the most evil spirit on the planet <laughs> and he knew that the evil spirit was coming for yeah, him but so in- i think that's a bit harsh <laughs> not in the earlier films though he didn't know it in like oh. the the first two films no i guess no not. but 
But um, he did have an awful lot of favour from, like, Mrs. McGonagall. Mrs. McGonagall? Might be, um, yeah. So everyone was kissing his ass to start off with, weren't they, as well? So, yeah. like, Hagrid went, you know, it was like... a took him under his wing and uh, Dumbledore took him under his wing and the lady, the old uh, Maggie Smith took him under her wing. So everyone was kissing his ass, really, weren't they? Well, they were. So I suppose he felt like royalty. So he was treated yeah. like it. So he's a product of what they made him. He's very much the um, the Kanye West of uh, that school, really, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Mouth. Malfoy was just doing what we all felt like doing, which is caving his fucking <laughs> glum face. I just always felt, I don't know, for um, Hermione and um, Ron. Ron. Yeah. I've, I always felt sorry for those two because they'd done as much work and they probably did more than what uh, Harry had done. But Harry seemed to always get majority of the credit for doing it. Yeah. So well, I don't know. I mean, she was she was. I, I'm not a big Emma Watson. I don't get the Emma Watson thing. I think she was good in those movies and she played that yeah. part really well. But I just don't get the grown up um, and everyone's saying what a great beauty she is and all that. Well, whatever. That's you know whatever your kind of preference is. But again, she's a shitty actress. I think as well that her as Belle in um, Beauty and the Beast. I think that was desperately miscast. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't get her as a as an actress. Same as um, same as Daniel Radcliffe. He's just because he was. F- popular i think the thinking is you know these kids grew up with him and now they'll grow up with him in sort of more you know adult themed movies and they'll yeah. come with him we've got that captive audience but he's just such a shitty shitty actor he's terrible <laughs> really awful <laughs> but uh, i yeah to be honest emma watson i've not seen in anything but harry potter so i haven't really got that as a reference you know for anything else but um i've seen oh god i'm really blanking with names it's good normally i'd look it up but i'm recording onto my phone so um who played ron rupert grint rupert grint i actually like him i do yeah and i think that he's he's been in a few things that i've seen and he's actually you know quite a good actor um and yeah. you don't you know okay initially you probably think oh it's Ron from um, you know Harry Potter but he's also that good that he can kind of take you away from that as well and you then start believing that he's uh he's the actual character that he's playing that time you know yeah so when I was doing acting and stuff um I did um a lot of musical theater well I say a lot I did a few musical professional musical theater productions and I I used to work out of a theater in Stevenage called the Gordon Craig theater all right um so we did like for example Copacabana and I was in Panto there a couple of times and he used to come and watch us and uh so we so like the the theater staff would all be very excited because you know Rupert Grinson because he lived locally and he was it was when he was started to be it was when he was in it's probably about the second or third Harry Potter so he was like proper famous so when he used to come in they used to get him in around the back and then, you know, bring him up and then they, he'd, he'd come backstage and say hello. And he always used to say, oh, hello. He just always be really excited. He said, I thought you were ever so good. He thought I was really good. He, re- he thought I was a good actor. Aww. Mind you, working alongside fucking Daniel Ratcliffe, yeah. he'd have probably thought fucking anyone was a good actor <laughs> having to have to spend time around that direct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does strike me as a really nice guy outside of he his world. He is really world, good, so. really, really, very humble, really nice guy. Yeah. It's nice to hear that as well, isn't it? Because sometimes, you know, when you, you know, they say don't meet your idols. 
Yeah. I'm just going to let a car go past a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, when they say don't meet your idols and then when you do meet them, it could be like disappointing or it could be the best thing ever. It's, yeah. it's like, you know, when I met Ralph that, uh, when we did the, the meetup, you know, that was an amazing. Oh, no, he's fucking awful, isn't he? I know. He's so rude and dismissive. <laughs> the thing that gets me is I and I stay at his house. Right. And I feel I thought I was quite good friends. But whenever I stay at his house, he says, just just to remind you, don't fucking make eye contact with me uh, when I'm staying at his house. I find it very disconcerting. <laughs> I know you. I know what you mean. Yeah. He was definitely really standoffish. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's always like that when he's had, you know, two or three bottles of Joe Daniels. <laughs> yeah. um, hopefully everybody realizes that we are joking or well, I am anyway. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. He's a fucking he's a nightmare. <laughs> no, but he was he was really kind. And yeah. It was, I'd never sort of double named myself, so you know, full name, full named myself, should I say? That, but I was like, "Hi, I'm Jebel Williams," and he's, "Oh my god, hi!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, as you saw on that um, chat the other night on the uh, the cocktail hour, that I I uh, did a little book of co- a little bit of contraband, so I took. Yeah, I know. T- I remember you stealing it and getting us to getting everyone to sign it. <laughs> yeah, well, that was um, I've forgotten his name, but that was the guy whose birthday it was. Yeah, yeah. So he got yeah. the menu, and I had the pen that was confusing everyone because it was a sharpie pen that you had to click. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a good night. I enjoyed that. Yeah, fun night. It was. It was really funny. So it's you know lots of laughs and nice to sort of see a lot of people as well and meet meet a lot of people as well. And then after that, Rolf and I went to rec- we went and recorded a, a a podcast for him to put out a couple of days later, which was basically me interviewing him about his time in the UK and how the tour was and everything else. And then we went out to Soho and we went to this bu- uh, we went to this bar. And, uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure you know about Soho, right? It's yeah. kind of used to be the sort of seedy red light district in London. Uh, it's not anymore. It's sort of really trendy, very artsy and stuff like that. It's where the Groucho Club is and all that. Yeah. So we went to this one bar and we're sort of hanging out and just having a drink and kind of both of us pretty much the same time kind of like looked around and thought, not many gals in here. Um, <laughs> and oh, look, those two guys are proper full on snogging each other, and one's got his hands down the other guy's. But oh, we're in a gay bar, okay, cool, no worries. <laughs> and you know, neither of us are kind of like, oh my god, you know, or whatever. My, my, my uncle's gay, um, I've got you know, gay cousins, I've worked in media for years and stuff like that. So it's like, I've met one or two gay people, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's really not, not a show. And I've you know, used to do doors at, on gay venues and stuff like that, and just the fact that I'm not an asshole, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of both of us went, oh, cool. This is interesting, isn't it? So we had a couple more drinks in there, and that was kind of fun and everything else. And then we went on to a couple more places and got absolutely fucking hammered. <laughs> I wonder if anyone thought that you two were a couple. They may have done. Although I'd like to think that um, they'd have, they assumed that he uh, he was a sugar daddy and I was his uh, hot young um not young twink. Of course. Of course that would have been the case. <laughs> That's what I like to think. So I like to think. <laughs> Clearly, probably it would have just been looking like a couple of old queens, most likely. No, don't be silly. Yeah. <laughs> well, him when he wears his when he wears his old hair all boof on top. Oh yes, yeah. Was he wearing his leathers as well? He's always wearing his leathers. It's his like his little signature kind of outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta knock that shit on getting too old for that <laughs> no fair enough um kevin smith was another one that i met that i was really pleased that i did because he was so genuinely nice as well yeah yeah kevin's really friendly we, we hung out a little bit and i 
I would met him a couple of times before when I was um, doing stuff with Ralph. Uh, um, I went to see Babylon once uh, before we started. Do, well, just as we just started doing the Ralph report, and I was flew out to LA and watched the Babylon show and stuff and hung out a little yeah. bit. Um, and then when, he was, when they were on the tour, um, yeah, it's super cool. He's always got time for people. He'll spend, you know, all all night outside signing autographs and stuff like that. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's so lovely of him. Um, yeah, because we we saw you at the London one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that was fun. You picked on me. You mm. said, "Why? Why do you take so long editing?" And I was like, "I don't take that long editing." Or <laughs> <laughs> well, posting, maybe. Oh uh, yeah, I've got a schedule, so I like to keep yeah. to the schedule. But uh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I was like, at one point, I wasn't sure if you were referring to the fact that you know, like, I was supposed to have the Ralph report, uh, the telephone call with Ralph, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, because obviously that got held up a little bit because of you know personal things that were going on in Ralph li- yeah. Ralph's life and stuff. Um, yeah. You know, we've got no business talk about them, but you know, anyway. Um, but then in the end, I actually gave the telephone call to my friend Graham Arnold. Yeah. Um, Cause he just needed, he needed it. You know, I felt like he really needed a pick me up sort of thing. So yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'd had the, I'd had the glory of talking to Ralph on the podcast before. So I, you know, yeah. I thought it was a nice gesture. So hopefully I hope Ralph yeah. didn't take offense by me doing that. I hope he didn't anyway, but no, no, he knows, he knows how supportive you are and stuff like that. You were one of the very first people to, you know, when you started the, fan page and everything else no he knows you're super super um uh supportive and everything else absolutely i think he very much values your support and input and uh contributions absolutely 100 percent. yeah yeah i don't yeah i feel a bit bad sometimes to time because like i i do look after the the twitter page but you know there's other times when i i almost forget about it for a few days you know and then i'm like oh no 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 because <laughs> you're busy retweeting about 500 other people's podcasts <laughs> well yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but it is yeah i'm part of a couple of networks so yeah, yeah. so that's why we're doing that but yeah yeah it is uh i have got a very busy um networking life darling <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah it's good though right it's good it's particularly right now when you can't get out and yeah um you know go and spend time with people have you been out at all have you done have you been out to any pubs or any or, or restaurants or anything like that? get your hair cut or anything like that i haven't had my hair cut um no. no but then to be honest my hair is so used to not being cut for about a year anyway so um because i always right. forget about it i just tie it up in yeah. a bun and forget about it so um but no the last sunday was the first time that i actually went out and uh into a couple of bars with um because right. a a friend of mine came down from Birmingham and um, a couple of other friends live in Southampton, which is not far from me. So we all met up in Southampton and uh, yeah, we went to a couple of bars and it's really bizarre how they've got the, um, have you been out yet or? No, I mean, just to the gym. um, I took um, Daisy to, there's like uh, an an open farm type of place where they've got animals, you go and feed the animals and that, but we only ever really go there for the, massive indoor play area that she goes in but that was closed so uh that's the only other place that i've been other than you know the supermarket and stuff like but then that's not so different to my normal life anyway most of my friends live away so other than you know going out schlepping down to bath or wherever i just can't be bothered with it yeah no that's fair enough i i'm kind of in the same boat there you know quite a lot of my friends are 
bit further away and stuff but no south i'm i'm moving closer to the southampton lot so you know okay <laughs> they can't get away that easily no but um when when we went out they've got these temperature monitors but basically it's like a, a flashlight type thing that they put against uh, shine onto your head right and i don't know and it basically reads your temperature and things but yeah, I was kind of like, because it was a red light, I was like, oh my God, are we going to be sniped in a minute, you know? <laughs> I know, it's weird, that's weird, isn't it? Because it's like, you're going out, you're not going out when it's cold and wet and rainy, right? You're going out when it's hot and nice. Yes. So you're getting in there and you're fucking hot anyway. So it's yeah. like, kind of what's the point? Oh, you're, you're a bit hot. Yeah, I've just been outside, mate. It's fucking 28 degrees. <laughs> Have a look. There's no cloud cover. <laughs> exactly. Sweat my knackers off. Yeah. I'm highly sunburnt because I'm I'm definitely an English yeah. rose, you know. <laughs> yeah. See, I was really suffering with hay fever. It was oh. really bad about a month ago. Yeah. And my eyes were constantly itchy and streaming. I was constantly sniffing up. So every time I was really paranoid going to the supermarket, and I, and I kept having to blow my nose, and people were kind of looking at me like I've, you know, got the plague or whatever and i was going no i had to keep explaining no it's just it's hay fever it's hay fever um so i go in with dark glasses on so they couldn't see my eyes and then you know really subtly i uh, like bent you know bend down as if i'm expecting inspecting some you know halloumi cheese or something <laughs> and just very subtly blow my nose and then move on yeah it's so hard isn't it because like being a smoker i'm yeah. i've got a smoker's cough me too. Yeah, so constantly, I, you know, like when the, when the temperature changes, so like if you go into a supermarket that's cooler, it kind of makes me mm. cough a little bit because it's cooler, yeah. you know? So, Same, so yeah. yeah, so actually it's quite nice that we have to wear the masks now. So if I do cough, yeah. although I do, my mum made, uh, I'm sorry, my, I made my mum laugh the other day because I have obviously been brought up proper because <laughs> she says without using the word properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, basically, I, had the, I mean, I'll, I'll refer you back to your previous comment about a sheep shagging hole, but never mind. Go on, we'll, we'll <laughs> She'll laugh about that <laughs> yeah. if she listens. But no, it's. Um, basically, I had the face mask on and then I coughed, but I actually put my hand in front of my mouth to cough. With your mask on. With my mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Automatic reaction, right? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, Mum, obviously, you've obviously done a good job raising me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But she did find it funny, definitely. So, but yeah. So does she listen to your podcast then? On and off, yes. Right. Not every not every week, but she does listen to as many as she can. Um, well, she listens this week. Hello, is it Mrs. Williams? It then, is, or? yes, Jenny Williams. Hello, Jenny. I hope you're enjoying your um, Falma potty-mouthed uh, daughter uh, on this week's podcast. I'm sure it's not as bad as when she's got that um, other potty-mouthed James on the uh, on the line. Yeah. I'm trying to help her class it up a bit. I mean, yeah, Steve's trying. Yeah. I'm fucking trying desperately. Oh, no, there we go. And shit. Oh, fuck. Anyway. Bollocks and arse. Yeah. No, no, definitely not. No, she's used to me. To be honest, I'm no different on this than I am in life so you know right. it's kind of like yeah my i open my mouth and words come out and then i yeah then i you know I, I just hope for the best hope for the best or apologize you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> or you know on the medium of this i mean the best thing is when um you know i say something that probably shouldn't have been said i can just snip it out <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. only james has got yes. to hear it <laughs> yeah yeah well, I'm sure he's used to hearing a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. But yeah, I do have to admit, though, if he turns around to me and he goes, Jem, you really want to take that out? And I'll be like, 
do you know what? I'm actually going to listen. You know, I do listen to him when he like is insistent like that. So yeah, yeah. I shouldn't be so nice about him because I could be talking such crap about him at the moment because he never listens to the episodes. So we could be talking utter bullshit about him right now. <laughs> he never. He doesn't listen back to them. He doesn't. No. <laughs> See, Ralph said that. Said, Ralph said that the other day. He said he doesn't listen. He never listens or watches himself back. And I kind of go. Maybe it's because of the kind of work that I've work that I do, um, where I've, you know, professionally speaking, I've had to see myself on video and listen to myself so I can, you know, and also editing like you, yeah. um, you've got to listen. So that initial, oh, I hate sound of my voice. Okay, well, a you sound different to yourself than you do to other people. That's one. That's because of the way that your head is constructed and the fact that your, you know, voice reverberates. You sound deeper to yourself than you do out loud. Yeah. Um, so there's that, you know, that it reverberates all around your, uh, all around your head and your jaw and the, all of the ear, nose and throat sort of holes and that. So you do sound different. So that's one thing. And to fucking get over yourself. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I always think. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that because, um, it's like when I first started editing, I, I really couldn't stand the sound of my voice. I, you know, it was like, yeah. it was almost traumatic for me to listen to my voice, yeah. but I was like, I have to get over this. Yeah. yeah you just get used to it then right? yeah yeah and then yeah i just i quite often when i'm listening to listening back to the audio and i'm editing or whatever yeah because i listen probably about four times you know before i, I yeah. listen now but obviously while we're talking then once while we're editing then i listen to it again once it's been edited and then once it's been released i listen to it again so we can get the the uh rating <laughs> yeah. yeah but um yeah, it's just I just something I've got used to, but I do sort of quite often sit there and just giggle to myself <laughs> at something stupid that yeah. I've said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you know, it's good. To, it's good to be your own biggest fan, right? I know I am. Yeah, exactly. You've got to love yourself before you love anybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, I've got a couple of weird questions to ask. Did you want to get on? Okay. Yeah, just a couple of silly, you bet. silly stuff. Okay. Yep. Um. What secret conspiracy would you like to start? Um, that's a that's a question. Um, <clears throat> I mean, to steer away from politics, um, although there's tons that that would come to mind there in terms of the uh, the origin and the genus of people like Boris Johnson and Michael Gove. And I think they were, uh, th perhaps maybe that they were created in, in a lab, yeah. um, by Dr. Joseph Mengele, um, who was essentially the, the Nazi doctor who experimented on human beings and tried to recreate life and try to create a race uh, of Aryans that had blonde hair and blue eyes. So <laughs> maybe that would be thing. So they were created in laboratory conditions by Dr. Joseph Mengele and their, um, their embryos were put on freeze. And then, um, uh, during the 1960s, they were, um, formulated into fully fledged human beings and, and now ruining the country. So maybe that's one. They were created by Dr. Mengele. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. I think Trump was done with that as well. Yeah, but I think he was one of, he would have been one of the early stages where it really went wrong. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like in Alien, do you know in the film, no, is it, a no, Alien 4, where, They've seen they've taken Ripley's DNA and they've tried to make her and they've finally made it and they make one. It's the one with Winona Ryder. Um, you know that one? I haven't actually seen um, Alien. So basically, yeah. 
Yeah, Alien 4, I think it is, where Ripley is, is actually set like thousands of years in the future after the original kind of um, few uh, Alien movies. And they've taken Ripley's DNA and spliced it, uh, I think, with a with one of the aliens. So she's like this super badass um, human being. Mm. Um, and uh, But then she, when she breaks out and stuff, because something goes wrong in the facility she's in, she then sees all of these fucked up, like versions of where they've sort of done, you know, like she's like version 57 and she sees all of the sort of 56 before her all like fucked up and weird. So that's why I think maybe Trump is one of the earlier stages of, uh, <laughs> of that where the brain doesn't quite work. It's like, like Dalmatians. Dalmatians are great dogs, but they're so inbred that they're fucking mental. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Off the top of my head. I mean, that's just one. Yeah. Um, what what's invisible but you wish that people could see it oh my god um, sorry there's some deep ones <laughs> i think sound would be interesting to see yeah being able to see sound so when you um you know and in theory you can depending on if you put it whatever through you know digital filters or whatever. but i think um if you could see sound so you can see if you had a look if i had a look outside of my patio you know a balcony whatever and you could see sort of like um conversations like where they're coming from there'd be a certain kind of sound you could judge the level of kind of you know love or anger it's almost like a chakra kind of thing but like love or anger or compassion or frustration or love you know whatever yeah affection you could see that when people talk to you maybe that'd be interesting right that would be quite interesting actually because yeah because i mean obviously with regards to editing audio um i kind of see audio uh, see sound in a way um yeah but yeah make it into the real world that would definitely be that would be definitely good that definitely yeah you could see the emotion from people's sound right so you could so yeah. if someone's you know you can you can tell when people i mean you can kind of, I mean, I think women, and I'm to sound sexist, but I think women tend to be a little better at this um, in terms of seeing when people are bullshitting because you take in more visual cues and tones of voice and that sort of stuff. Whereas men, and again, this is very broad brushstrokes and archetypally, I think men tend to take in more of the content than they do the emotion. But I think women take into consideration a lot more of the emotion in terms of, you know, the way that people communicate through the visual aspects and through the verbal as aspects as well as the content of what they're saying. Yeah. And I think um, men less so. So I think if you could sort of see some of that where someone's lying or being sarcastic or that kind of thing, I think that would make for a very interesting uh, thing that you could see that's invisible. Yeah, that would be an interesting world, especially if it was like all different colours and stuff like that to match, you know, like yeah. red, <clears throat> like blood red for anger or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 That would be quite interesting. Do you know what? This is like a conversation that we might have if we were fucking really stoned. Like, uh, like, you know what? I think, like, if you could see, like, uh, yeah, yeah, emotion, yeah, <laughs> coming through someone's, like, when they're talking to you, I think that would be fucking amazing, bro. <laughs> and it's also a bit like that, um, that film as well. What was it with the giant rabbit? Uh, oh. Donnie Darko. Yeah, it's a bit like Donnie Darko, yeah. Yeah. In some ways, you know, when that that big wormy thing comes out, and oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. follows follows them all around. That's a great movie. I've not seen that for. A while. I might I might uh, see if I can get hold of the copy of that online. If you know what I mean. Yes, anyway. I do. <laughs> I know. I know. We've spoken about this before. Yeah. Um, Gar. <laughs> the only way you're going to get to see. Good, so the thing is, I think with that, right, is, um, and I argue with my sister about this uh, um, uh, a lot. 
um well i have done in the past last time i spoke to her about a year ago um uh so she goes, oh no you shouldn't be doing that because it's taking the money away from the well they're not making fucking independent you know that independent films are great and they they you know but i'm not i'm not i'm not um the stuff that i'm viewing through various nefarious kind of ways Pirating are big hollywood gar. blockbusters yeah yeah, yeah big hollywood blo- i'm not going to watch fucking avengers endgame in a movie theater on my own and in fact, I'm not going to the cinema on my own. So it's a way of me appreciating it and seeing it and recommending it to other people who maybe might go. And that's my fucking defense anyway. I think that's fair enough. You go for it. Yeah. And it's the only way you're going to see these good American shows that aren't shown over here as well. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, we haven't got the, the means to see it, have we, at all? So, yeah. yeah. Um, but also, you know, we all pay for subscriptions like netflix and amazon prime and whatnot but then if those two amazon prime kind of gets on my nerves a little bit because you've paid for it and okay yeah you can get like free and early shipping and stuff like that with amazon prime but you then have to then pay for certain films and certain tv programs and it's like well hold on why am i paying for this then and I don't think there's a lot of really good stuff on there either. I mean, yeah. obviously, they're not, not going to be a Netflix or, or a, you know, for your American listeners, Hulu or any of that sort of stuff. But I, I don't, you know, I look through, I go, oh, you know, I've, 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 I can't be bothered looking through all of the stuff on Netflix. Let me have a look on Amazon Prime. And they've got the odd good thing. But I mean, like, The Boys will be coming on. The second series of The Boys will be com- coming on soon. Did you watch that, the first series of that? No, I haven't seen that either. I'm, I'm, I'm making a mental note of both programs that I now need to watch. <laughs> yeah, The Boys is amazing. Do you know the premise of it? No, I haven't. I haven't got a clue. The premise of it is basically there's this like the Justice League type of uh, group in in America who are like you know big heroes and everything else, obviously. Mm-hmm. And and every when, whenever if some when someone ages out or they retire or whatever, they have a national search for somebody with superpowers. And it's basically there are people like maybe one in a million people on the planet have these superpowers and it's well known, but, um, they sort of get nominated and elevated to go to this justice league type organization. Uh But then you sort of see behind the scenes and they're all a bunch of fuckers. So like one of them, uh, like one of them is incredibly ridiculously corrupt. One of them is an absolute megalomaniac. So they're all like really bad people, but they're obviously the public persona is, you know, they're really good people. And Carl, is it Carl Urban? Maybe. Ma- who's who was who was Scotty on? Not Scotty. Who was Bones on um, Star Trek? Oh, Is it Carl? Urban? I, I can't help with that. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to have to look this up. So okay. anyway, he he plays somebody who leads a band of almost like vigilantes uh, who are, who know the truth. Yes, yeah, Carl Urban, who know the truth about this Justice League type organization mm. and they're trying to bring them down it's really good it's it's sort of takes a really different and it's based on a graphic novel but it takes a very different look at that kind of superhero persona and you know what's kind of behind the the personalities of those types of people and stuff that's really good so the first season or series i hate saying season it's a it's american thing and I, it drives me I, mad. I catch myself um, out doing it as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what i always say is on Alan Partridge, which I'm a big fan of, Alan Partridge never asked Tony Hares for a second season. He asked him for a second series. <laughs> so if it's good enough for Alan Partridge, it's good enough for me. Exactly. So anyway, so the second series is coming out soon, and uh, 
a trailer just uh, came dropped uh, the other day, a couple of trailers from it. It's really good. I really highly recommend it. Okay. That. Well, I'm definitely going to put that at the top of the list then. I will watch that. Uh, yeah, the majority of the rest of the stuff is rubbish. I think. Yeah. Because it almost sounded a little bit like Misfits, what you were describing then. That, right. that, have you seen Misfits yeah. or... No, I haven't. Oh, okay. So Misfits is basically is a group of, well, Misfits. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they're sort of picking up rubbish and things like that. Um, but they all get struck by lightning. Okay, yeah. Uh, and this is all in the first episode, so I'm not really spoiling anything. But then they all get superpowers. And so it's a channel four. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at just now online. So that's a channel four show. It was a yeah. It was a channel four yeah. show. I'm not sure where exactly you can find it now. I imagine it's probably on Netflix or um, Amazon Prime or something like that. But yeah, yeah. it's got. Um, oh, you've got it open there. So it's yeah. uh, got the guy who was in Game of Thrones. You and Rian. Yes, that's it. Oh yeah, look. Uh, uh, Joe Gilgan is in it as well. He was in um, Preacher. Oh, yeah. Yep. And also um, Emmerdale Farm. And uh, <laughs> Robert Sheehan, who is, a, I think it's the same one. Robert Sheehan, fantastic actor. He was in, um, <coughs> oh, Jesus, what was that? I mean, I'm looking through now. Robert Sheehan was in a TV show, uh, which was a three-parter, which was amazing. Um and who's the guy who plays Spider-Man? Not just, not not the last, not Toby, whatever his name is. No, this is fucking dreadful. Toby Maguire. No, no. Um, the one in between Toby Maguire and uh, Tom Holland. I'm going to Google it. That dude, anyway. Yeah. He he was in it. Um, Red Riding. So they, oh, this is an amazing show. So it's basically about um, uh, child uh, killers. Andrew Garfield. Okay. Um so basically about uh, people who abduct children and it's set over three so over a period of time the first episode is set in 1974 where the the first sort of uh, case comes and andrew garfield plays a reporter on a local newspaper who sort of uncovers a lot of information about it um the second one is set in 1980 and that's where a um a policeman played by paddy constantine who's amazing he's one of my favorite actors um then starts to look into the case that wasn't solved in 1974. And then the third, um, who else is in it? There's uh, jo- uh, Thingy Peak. What's her name? Which one? Uh, Maxine Peak. Maxine, Maxine Peak is in the 1981. And then there's another one set in 1983, which kind of resolves the three episodes, the, the previous two episodes. It's amazing. Some fantastic actors, Peter Mullins in it. There's just such a great cast of characters in it. Um, old game of Thrones dude. Um, who played oh fucking hell <laughs> my memory's my memory for some reason the last few weeks i can't remember basic some basic stuff uh, no i'm like that as well but anyway. unfortunately i can't really help you out with googling either because i just tried to go just started googling on the computer and then i thought oh no i can't because i'm recording your audio and i'm recording my audio on my phone so i i'm at, at a loss that i can't actually google anything for you i'm sorry <laughs> that's all right uh the guy who played hang on a minute who is is sean bean sean bean's in oh the yes yeah Fantastic! It's called Red Riding. If you get a, if you have a look for that, I highly recommend that. It was made maybe 10, 15 years ago, but it is so so good. It's, it's really good. Fantastic. Um, kind of like a, a bit dark. Two thousand nine, it was made, so eleven years ago. Yeah. Um, kind of dark, but ultimately kind of like really really well acted. Great cast, great story, really compelling, really good. Is that based on like Little Red Riding Hood, kind of in a way? 
There's a little bit of that, but it's actually based in the riding, the ridings area of North Yorkshire. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's basically these really the corrupt businessmen, corrupt um, uh, basically, uh, police, a lot of corruption, and, and Andrew Garfield sort of discovers all these connections between that and potentially um, child abductions and stuff, and it's just really engrossing. And then it kind of doesn't resolve in the first episode, and you go, oh, fuck, I wanted to know more about that. Yeah. And then it doesn't resolve in the second and the third it all ties together and you go oh you bastards um it's such a good show really good yeah. red riding okay uh, well, i'm gonna have loads to watch now <laughs> yeah. if only i was furloughed not meaning it really though <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no i don't want to be furloughed um but then yeah uh, have you ever seen a program called ripper street no i'm aware of it i don't i don't remember because uh, yeah that one's quite good as well it's got uh I'm not going to name cast. <laughs> it's got some really good actors in it, but uh, and it is a really good program as well. And it kind of covers all of the things that were going on during the Jack the Ripper times, but not the Jack the Ripper stuff. So okay, all the yeah. other stuff that was kind of going on during that time. Um, I think they sort of dip their toe into Jack the Ripper as well, because um, yeah. obviously it's called Ripper Street. But yeah, it's it's fantastic. It, Jerome Flynn, yep. Matthew McFadden, yep, Charlie McKenna, brilliant. Yeah, it's so it is so good. So, yeah. where are you on Peaky Blinders? Did you have you been? Did you watch Peaky Blinders? Are you into it? Yeah, loved it. Up to date oh, with it. So, good. so unless there's been so a new good. series in the last sort of six months, but I'm up to date with it. I believe so. I mean, it's going to be two years before the next one comes out. I think, isn't it? Because of oh, yeah. I think they were due to start filming soon. What about Line of Duty? No, I've not seen that. Right, Line of Duty is phenomenal. It's really good. Um, uh, it's Martin Compton and oh fuck, I wish I hadn't done this. Hang on, let me look up. <laughs> but it's really good. So each series, I think there's been six series. E again, each series has, ha has this. So they're an internal affairs. Um, sort of department and they're investigating corrupt cops and stuff like that and and every series leads to there's some there's this um uh there's this character um who's sort of behind everything and it's sort of you again again you think you're getting nearer you're getting nearer and no it's not him and then you and it sort of drops loads and loads of hints of who this you know terrible character behind all of this corruption everything else might be and it's i think it's the last series this series coming up okay um and they're just i think they're just in the process of of doing the reads and stuff for it i'm not sure when it's going to come out probably sometime mid next year or so i guess yeah um but it's really good it's uh um yeah it's fantastic so who let me show it to you who's in it vicky mcclaw that's it uh adrian are you moving furniture no i'm not it's the people downstairs that are moving their bins <laughs> but oh. yeah it's always trying to i was trying to sort of like respond to you but also kind of keep quiet as well so that i could take it out but yeah no that's fine i don't have to now <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. i'll just reduce that's it all right yeah hey everything nothing happens by mistake when you're podcasting right no. so is it bin day is it bin day tomorrow then um, it was yeah it was today actually so all right, yeah. so they're bringing them back bringing the bins back yeah in. <laughs> how exciting this is more riveting than uh talk about the weather isn't it <laughs> but that's a good job to have i think a bin man because you only work one day a week doesn't it change for different areas though yeah but that's the joke oh okay <laughs> Mondays. You only work Mondays. <laughs> oh dear. Would you like uh, me to just insert some laughter that? <laughs> yeah, let's try. Let's do it again, right? Okay. So let's do it again. I mean, keep all this in, obviously. Yeah. Hey, I think it's. I think it's a great job being a bin man, Gemma. Oh really? What's that? Well, you only work Mondays, don't you? 
anyway. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I stopped doing stand-up. <laughs> well, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so one of my last questions that I'm going to use, but then we can obviously carry on chatting and stuff if we want to. It kind of leads me on to another another topic as well, which I've seen in the news as well. So um, what part, what parts, oh, sorry, what part of a kid's movie completely scared uh completely scarred you or is there a tv program that you know kind of messed with your mind so two things one was a tv show called lizzie dripping which was about so for some the thing i remember was very early memory was this so there's this character called lizzie dripping it's all about her and she kept seeing this witch and the witch would appear right mm. in the daytime not at night when you expect to be scared yeah but in the fucking daytime and this witch with a proper point a bit like um whatever her name is from the wizard of oz yeah um she'd appear in trees sat in a tree like having a go at lizzie dripping and waving a finger and that freaked me the fuck out because it was in the daytime uh, yeah Do you know what i mean yeah because yeah you definitely think of these things in the shadows don't you or in the exactly. night cover in nighttime yeah exactly right so I mean, that was the one thing and then the other thing was the movie watership down oh yeah when the when the sort of big old rabbit who's got our scars and stuff yeah was trying to was attacking the nice good rabbits fiverr and all that that lot that fucking broke me and then uh, whoever the lead character was, was it five of the, the main one at the end yeah. died and went up to heaven um, that just, I didn't give a fuck about Bambi's mum getting killed. It didn't bother me at all, <laughs> but those, those fucking rabbits, um, it just floored me. Cause I think when I saw Bambi, I wasn't really old enough to understand what was happening, but, but I was probably seven or eight when I saw Watership Down yeah. and me and my sister went with my dad and we cried the whole way home in the car. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm of the generation of animals of Farthing Wood, so you don't need to talk to me about animals and dying. <laughs> yeah. It, that, was, that was the most horrific and traumatizing program, but yet every child loved it. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't get that in children's movies these days, would you? Or TV no. shows of, of fluffy, lovely, innocent bunnies being slaughtered by by rabid rottweilers or like um maleficent fucking big rabbits with like one bulging eye and scars all over it because he's had so many fights with other rabbits you just wouldn't get that our children these days are molly molly coddled and they wouldn't be they're not going to get affected by uh you know the tv shows that they see no absolutely not you're you're right there they're far too protected i think we need to sit them yeah. down in front of the real tv <laughs> yeah we need some ultra violence perpetrated by anaphromorphic is it anaphromorphic oh, fucking hell i can't speak like you um uh, by, by animals with personalities being ripped to shreds in cartoon form to give them that sort of callous emotional callous that will enable them to deal with the hardships of life <laughs> i think you're correct there i agree with everything you said um but the other program that really freaked me out when i was a child was um spit an image oh really okay yeah i think it's because i was in a way i was too young for it uh, yeah and, all the, and they were so bizarre those puppets and stuff yeah right? they they really creeped me out um but the reason why i bring that one up as well as it being obviously something that really kind of spooked me it was like um they are actually going to be bringing that back yeah they are aren't they yeah. yeah well they were um well i think i think well there's an article here in front of me i'm kind of skim reading it at the moment but yeah, so it looks as though this autumn, after 24 years, 
uh, they're hopefully going to be bringing it back. And one of uh, the Boris Johnson that they've got a spitting image puppet <laughs> it is it is awful. <laughs> did you read? Did you read the Prince Andrew? Because Prince Andrew and the royal family, of course, were were big um, a big part of that show yeah. back in the day. So they, uh, it, it, it's been alleged in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial that one of one of her and Epstein's accusers said that she was made to have sex with Prince Andrew. And one time he brought, or she, wherever they were, he had his spitting image puppet with him Ugh. and and was, I don't know what he did with it. Yeah. I didn't want to go past that, but had his spitting image puppet with it. So that's been in the news. Not the best form of, they say, you know, uh, the only thing about not being, you know, the worst thing, the, the worst is worse to be not talked about than to be talked about. But I'm not sure if that's the kind of marketing and, you know, clicks that they really want of yeah. uh, Prince Andrew using his um, Swiss image puppet to commit pedophilia. I'm not sure if that's kind of the angle they want to go on. So I, I doubt they'll be using that his puppet in the future broadcasts. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Although it says... As well as politicians, because um, I've just literally just, like I said, skim read it. Um, Prince Andrew will be amongst the famous faces recreated as puppets. So who knows? Mm. Well, I'm sure that article was written before oh, it came on. out about him. Yeah, yeah, it was launched in the UK in November 2019. So okay, this yeah. is a uh, backdated one. But um, yeah, chances are they won't be going anywhere near that. No, no, you're quite right there. Um, but yeah, those faces, like, oh, the, I'll sh yeah, I'll send you a picture of the one of Boris Johnson or if you just Google it. But oh my, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> well, they're probably going to go heavy on Donald Trump too, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine that they will do. So, I mean, it will, it'll be what it is and hopefully it will, you know, I'll quite enjoy it this time now that I'm an adult and watching it, but... And were there any specific characters that, that freaked you out more than others? I think it was Prince Andrew and possibly um, there were other ones as well that really upset me. But I, I, I know that it was definitely the royals anyway that upset me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the Margaret Thatcher one as well was pretty, pretty horrendous wasn't yeah. it, with her features and stuff like that. Yeah, because I'm not sure what year it came out. So, um, but you know, we had, well, it was 24 years ago. So I would have been. Also, <laughs> let me get my calculator a second. <laughs> so it was on. It was on because uh, towards the end it got a bit. It got a bit sort of samey. It, oh, actually, yeah, it was on from 1984 until 1996. Okay. It was on for 12 years. Okay, so I was probably watching it when I was probably about three or uh, probably about four or five then. Maybe oh, six, okay. and uh, see that was on late at night as well. That was on Sunday about ten o'clock. I remember we yeah. sort of stayed uh, when it when it was finished. So nineteen eighty four, eleven thirteen. Um, so when it was when it was finished, we'd have to go to bed on Sunday. Now we were able, we were allowed to stay up to to watch it. Yeah, maybe I was a bit older then. Maybe I was. <laughs> maybe I was probably about nine then. I was still fragile at the age of nine. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people got their sort of start on writing and doing voices and stuff on there. So like Steve Coogan, okay, got his start there, and Chris Barry, I think, got his start on there. But a yeah. few sort of, you know, kind of famous. And uh, what's her name? Who's Emily Attack's mum? Kate Robbins. Um, oh and yeah, got her start on that. So a lot of people got their their starts on that on that show. 
Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Because, yeah, it's the way forward, isn't it? It's like being a puppeteer kind of thing. Um, yeah. You haven't got to worry about what you look like, which is always good, as long as your arm looks the guys, all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the guys doing the voices were, um, like Steve Cruden and those guys, they were doing the voices, not the puppeteering. Oh, okay. So they were, yeah, okay. I understand now. Sorry, I thought they were doing the both. No, no. No. I don't think, oh, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, there you go. We'll have to leave that as a Google search for later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure with talking <laughs> with talking to you. Apparently, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this evening. And uh, you too. Yeah, and thank you ever so much for being back on the show as well. Because we were discussing that I think the last time you were on the show was episode eight, or it was before episode ten. Anyway, I think um so yeah so yeah before you got those other jokers involved yeah yeah exactly <laughs> we just when the show when, when the show was good you know what i mean before you got those two degenerates involved <laughs> you can call them balance it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say that no they they know that it's basically like their family to me so i can say that kind of thing but if anybody else was to say it i'd be like no you can't say that <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> yeah <laughs> but no they're they're my favorite um but yeah so thank you ever so much for coming back on the show and it's been a really fun chat so yes you too it's been nice to nice to hang out and um talk to a human being for a change other yeah. than just you know going there and saying going to the shop and saying uh 40 marlborough gold please which is about the amount of human contacts that i've been having for the last few months <laughs> yeah other than my daughter daisy of saying hey daisy do you want to go out let's go out let's go to the farm let's go to here let's go to, let's go to the park let's go there nah 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 what do you want to do oh, i want to sit and play roblox brilliant <laughs> glad you i'm glad you came around to spend time with your dad anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> kids are bastards yeah. yeah definitely i agree with that but anyway steve i think we've been talking enough gods while up this week fair play yep i have been Gemma. i've been steve you've been steve and could you give us an else and fuck off please as well <laughs> so i've been steve and it behooves me to let you all know fuck off <laughs> thank you very much 